Hello and welcome to the Elevated Life Podcast, where we seek to be the best podcast for entrepreneurs and truth seekers, especially those who want to consume great mindset content on quantum leaping your health, wealth, and connection. My goal with this podcast has evolved over the past few years, and more recently, I am inspired to share my very real and very raw conversations that I have with some of the most important people in my life. Sometimes these are conversations with friends, and of course, it gets very juicy and personal, and other times, it's a guest or a mentor. Either way, each episode is full of inspiration and heart and guaranteed to move you. So don't forget to subscribe to Elevated Life Podcast for more of these conversations that are in the flow. I'm so excited to have you on here, Kim, and um, we're going to be talking about women in chiropractic, women entrepreneurs. And one of the questions I've been asking some of my favorite female entrepreneurs, you obviously being one of them, I get to ask you this today, is um, what do you think is our biggest challenge? Like whether we have kids or not, but like as a female entrepreneur, what do you think, or a female chiropractor and entrepreneur, what do you think is our biggest challenge? Because I know you, you believe that we have different challenges, right? Right. I, I would say in general, bravery, mm. you know? whether you're a woman or you're something or, or other, it's another. And the bravery that you step into when you do that is mm -hmm. sometimes not premeditated. It's just what it is when you do that and you step into it and you own it. And the fear before you do it can sometimes mm -hmm. take over and not let you start a business or do the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it, the bravery, at least for myself too, in the beginning. Yeah, totally. And you know what? I have, like I said, we haven't caught up, but I've seen you make some really bold and brave moves. Thank um, you. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but one in particular is um, sending your daughter to school. Like I, I just remember seeing that picture of her without the mask on. It's like a class photo. So tell me, can you tell me a little bit more about that and how... How did you step into that kind of bravery? Yeah, you know, it, I'm still surprised by it. People say, wow, you're so brave. And I'm like, okay, like, it's just me. So this morning I was thinking, well, what is she going to ask me? What are we going to say? You know, and I think it comes down to having a line in the sand or something you stand for. And sometimes you don't know that until the moment that it presents itself. So okay. I grew up in vaccinated. I grew up getting adjusted. I believe in natural health because it works. Mm -hmm. So I know that about myself. And then I have babies. And, you know, for that example, she started kindergarten on a Thursday. So okay. Thursday, Friday, and Monday, they wear the mask. And then Monday, the school board says, oh, on Tuesday, we're going to start this. And they send an email. And if I break it down in my head to the thought processes of the, of the specific moment of when you read the email, some parents are probably like, oh, the school says I have to, so I will. Or, oh, no, yeah, I'm scared. I'm going to put my kid in a mask. And my thought process was, fuck that idea. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't resonate with any level of it. It was like, what the heck did I just read about my child? And so yeah. the email, there's an asterisk and you can get a medical exemption. Thank goodness we know an MD and we like her a lot. And, you know, so we yeah. went that route and 
there was a little bit of bullying after the fact like when we brought the letter to the school the teacher goes oh kim well isn't that going to make it more confusing for all the other kids and i'm thinking i'm confused this is ridiculous i don't want my kid to think that is normal because it is not normal and yeah. then you know, now looking back, like back in the days of slavery, there was a mask and control of the people and all these things, let alone just health, that didn't resonate with me. And so we skipped school that Tuesday to go to the doctor's appointment with an excuse to come back with a letter. Um, and, you know, there's songs in a public school, even though it's Montessori, it's public here in our town. And there were songs. We wear our mask. We pull it up over our nose that my kid wasn't uh, allowed to sing. He wasn't allowed to sing? But because you chose that route, not because the school said, obviously. Correct, right? ma'am. Yes. Correct. Yes. Correct. You know, and she would come home. I didn't get a sing. And, you know, the because uh, they're both the only ones in their class. I just was given the picture of one, and they probably won't ever send me any more, you know. Um, but, yeah, and the other one would say, my friends are like, why can't you just go buy a mask? And she goes, Mom, we have money. It's not that we don't want to buy one. I said, baby, if you really want to wear one, you can. And the big sister goes, you ain't going to breathe well, remember, at Best Buy when you hated it? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I don't want to, Mom. I said, okay, well, some people aren't going to understand it, but we think this is what's best for us. And then they just stepped into it, too. It was pretty cool. You know what What I love about this entire story? I mean, I love, I love it all start to finish, but my favorite part is allowing your child to, like, giving them the reasoning, right? <laughs> like, your body heals itself. <laughs> are not, like, you can catch a cold, you can catch the flu, you can catch COVID, you can do all of those things in your body. <laughs> itself given mm -hmm. given you you're giving it the ability you're um there's no interference right right our children especially chiropractic kids they they totally understand that they have a good understanding they have a good foundation of that so even though she she might be bullied or she might be looked at as different or whatever she's still choosing to mm -hmm. step into that place of conviction comes down to having faith in her own body and then making the decision to wear a mask or not wear a mask or whatever and and clearly making the right decision so we just kind of live it i mean i speak it every day at work and it's fun to know that i have the certainty to not worry about the questions the patients are going to ask me because at first in practice you're like oh my god how am i going to do this what am i say when do i tell them to come back and all the thoughts you know right but answer the question as you would authentically about your own child it makes it pretty easy and then the world gets healthier so that's a plus yeah, yeah. well that interesting like it's like if you just tell your patients how you live a chiropractic lifestyle mm -hmm. like how you get adjusted your children get adjusted you should get adjusted all of your you know the rest of your life if you if you would just tell your people how you live your life and inspire them by the way that you live your life yeah that's much a, a chiropractic practice like yeah. there it is a very busy practice right yeah so i'm curious in your entrepreneurial journey which i don't know much about but like starting your practice i know you have a very successful uh clinic but like as you were starting that entire practice were there times or like is there one specific time that you can think of where you had to step into a brave place like it didn't seem as natural it didn't seem as like, oh, I have the conviction I'm gonna move through this. Was there a time in, in th that that happened for you? And then how did you overcome it? How did you process that? Sure, I wouldn't say there was a hesitation of chiropractic because I know that. Um, yeah. I grew up getting adjusted, you know, but I, I was an associate for six years and I took insurance until I decided not to. And so that taught me a lot, of course, um, but to break away from that as with any change of business, it's like jumping off a cliff. 
So oh, I did it. Cash when I went out on my own. That way there was only one change, one time period of change for my patients. So mm-hmm. the saying no to those who used to be my patients. <laughs> that no, it's a different target audience. And so that took some emotion and bravery for me and hesitation. And it took probably three years going cash for me to feel like, oh, the phone's ringing again, instead of, I hope the phone will ring today. You know, it just takes time. And that was more of the bravery for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And just stepping out into the community as myself. Um, When you have a job and you receive a paycheck, I know I'm going to go buy groceries, for example. But when all you and you own it, it's a different level of responsibility and of I guess that's the best word, responsibility, to, to make it happen for you and for your family. Um, took confidence with time for me to have the bravery to just know that every day that will be just fine instead of the mm-hmm. of the unknown. Yeah, totally. And, and how long has, have you been on your own? Uh, February of 16. So a little while, six years and two months. Yeah, but still, yeah. still fresh, Kim. Yeah, but it's super fun. It doesn't feel fresh. I've been a chiropractor for 13 years. You know, yeah. and half, I guess, was insurance with a line out the door. And now it's part-time, especially since I had a baby doing very well, cash only. So it's yeah, a different peacefulness, if you will, because it's a calmer healing environment for me. It is, it is an expression or an extension of who you are. Like, because I, I do remember, like, that is probably one of the bravest things I did as an entrepreneur inside a chiropractic space was to drop insurance and go cash because you don't know what's going to happen. You, you can look at the numbers and be like, oh, this percentage of my people are insurance. I'm going to lose. I'm, you're going to have to assume you're going to lose all of that insurance bills or, uh, you know, checks that are coming through. And, mm-hmm. and step into something um, that is on that is the unknown, but it's it happens to be the most incredible thing to drop the things that are not in alignment with chiropractic or with yeah. who you are, right like an insurance is not like somebody dictate no. you have 12 visits is not in alignment with chiropractic. And again, kudos to, to those of you who are watching and you're like, I do PI or I love my do that if it's working for you do that. But I think whatever you find in alignment, like truly in alignment, if you stick yeah. with it, then it ends up being a really fulfilling practice um, and a fulfilling life in, in all kinds of ways, right? Yeah, like I used to see, well, I still see a lot of children and in my town, some single mothers would have the insurance that they could get from the state to help yeah. their And it baffled me in Nebraska here because they could walk into the office to sign up for this insurance. And if they mark this box, they get four visits with me a year. And if they mark this box, they get 12 because there's two options for that insurance. Either way, a kid needs more than any of that. And so it got to the point that I would call for every patient and have to validate why they need to keep seeing me to the point that the the guy would be so frustrated with me over the phone that he would say, here's my cell phone, Kim. Just call me and we'll up the visits. And then it's like, well, this is stupid. If all I have to do is call you for every patient, why? Why do you make me jump through all of these hoops just to make the world a better place? And then the documentation, let alone, I mean, it's just less weighing me down to make me, my, my people get so much better now because I don't have that headspace full of stuff it shouldn't be full of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You chiropractor because you want to heal the world and let's just keep it there. Right. Yep. Exactly. And my target audience is different. Like I used to do way more external marketing because I could see everybody under the sun and everybody could afford it because they had insurance and it was cheaper. Now I'm expensive on purpose and I don't take any insurance. So at the fancy hotel, I'll go do the event 
but yeah. the free blood work event, I probably am not going to say yes to, you know? Yeah. And so say no to those people. Now I don't really have emotion with anymore. You just have to find a target audience. That's not everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and that can be kind of a existential crisis question for a lot of chiropractors because we all get become chiropractors because we want to like, we want to heal everybody and we want to save everybody. But uh, I always have to break it down with, with, uh, we talk about this inside of the masterclass, actually, like if, about creating your niche and getting very specific. And then one of the things I say, I always have to remind chiropractors is that there will be somebody else that's going to see those people. So like I will do pediatric, you do pregnant mom, somebody else is going to do car accidents. Somebody else is going to like, everybody is going to be taken care of. You really only have capacity. So why not make that capacity inside of your clinic to be all the people that you want to see and all the people that want to see you so that you are an expert in your area and yeah. referrals just, you know, come through because they see more of the same in the clinic. Like, your, your practice is filled with moms and kids and they like that. It feels like home. Yeah. And my office is not stressful and the people I work with were very blunt and we speak to each other instead of about each other, which really helps yeah. too. Cause that always wasn't my history. So when I did take insurance, I would see, for example, a child and the yeah. whole family would come and watch me adjust them. And at the end of the visit, they'd say, well, would you have time to check all my other kids? Well, yes, I do. Yeah. Right. But I would have to ask people when I didn't own it. And I would have to, sometimes I would frustrate the front desk workers because there's more for them when really yeah. I just want to see the whole family. You know what I mean? So girls yeah. come like butter when the proof is in the pudding and you heal the world and then you don't have to think about it anymore. And I used to, you said target audience and that was a word I love because I used to run a women's group. We called it Women of Worth and we met once a month and I would make them write down a target audience, the attorney, yep. the Mary Kay lady, everybody yep. write it down on a paper, put it in an envelope next month. You look at it and you see, but if you can't have the thought of it, yeah. you don't even know to write it down to then make right. it happen. Yeah. yeah. On it from a woo woo perspective, how are you going to attract the thing that you're confused about? Right. Right. Like right. if you don't think you can go cash, you can't. Yeah, that's right. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's all yeah. a matter of perspective anyways, but man, amazing. Thank you so much for hopping on here with me. And I can't yeah. wait to hear you at mile high. Um, I am excited. I remember when, was it last year, maybe two years ago, I saw you at mile high. I was on the stage, yeah, and then you were there, and yeah, I remember seeing you, so this is fun, this is gonna be fun. And uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, who's, who wants to come to Mile High, contact one of us and we'll get you a discount code and get you to meet us over there. Yeah, awesome. it'll be great.